Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Show. So excited to perform at Royal Albert Hall in London. This is a iconic venue. This is one of the uh, this is one of the big ones. Very very excited there. Um, tickets are on sale right now. Promo code Fake Biz F A K E B I Z. If you are in the market. For tickets um, for that show, it'll be great. I'm really excited about that. Is there's some tickets that are uh, that end up being reserved for the aristocracy, the lords and ladies and people that, when they built that venue, they said we're taking some tickets and we are keeping them for uh, people that are uh, higher, highborn, highborn. They have that in in England. They have class. And that's okay. And that's okay. Nobody's offended by it. Nobody screams and yells about it. Well, people do. But it doesn't matter. They still do what they're going to do. So if you are one of those lords or ladies and you have a reserve ticket, then, uh, you know, have no fear. But for everyone else, you should go and buy it. You should go and buy a ticket to the show. It'll be very exciting. Other dates in Europe I'm doing at venues that are not as impressive in countries that have less money but are still important um, are Manchester, which is the north of, uh, you know, northern UK, northern England, which we love. We love the people there. Uh, Belfast. I don't know what venue I'm doing in Belfast. I imagine... A grocery store or something? I don't even know if what's happening. I imagine uh, there's a site of a bombing. I'll be there. Um, Belfast, which is in Northern Ireland, but it's good now. Uh, Glasgow in Scotland, a very fun city. City of the future, they say, Glasgow. Uh, very gray. And I remember when I, I uh, me and Sam Talent, who I'll be returning with, had dinner there at a, an Italian restaurant. It was the worst uh, Italian restaurant we had ever been to uh, in our entire lives. And everybody told us this was the spot to go. And it was, um, I can, it was indescribable, the horror that, uh, that had befallen us that evening. Uh, and, and everyone around us was so happy and thrilled to be there and they were enjoying it and it was unfortunate to be the, you know, and we didn't want to let on how bad it was. We didn't want to convince, you know what I mean? Like why ruin the time of everyone else who was just, but I mean, God, was it terrible. I won't say the name. Shugo, I think. <laughs> Look it up in the Glasgow. See if it's still there. Shugo in Glasgow. Is it still there? Yeah. yeah, there it is. Get a Google image on that. Shugo, and I don't want to hurt anyone's business. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this place was terrible. Who's that guy they like over there? Gordon Ramsay? He would have went in this place and he would have went in there with a uh, Hamas. 
But we're excited to be back in Belfast, in Glasgow. Uh, first time we're going to be in Copenhagen, in uh, Stockholm, in Helsinki, Dublin. We're coming back to Dublin. That's the European run. That's the European uh, run. And we're excited about that. Everybody very upset about the death of Alexei Navalny, who is um, a popular uh, reality TV star in Russia, the winner of The Amazing Race in Russia, died sadly. Very upset. People do not like that. Uh, he, um, he was a cast member on Big Brother, the Russian Big Brother. Alexei Navalny, the Russian Big Brother, died uh, in a... What they do in this season of Big Brother is they put them all in a prison, the Arctic Wolf prison in Siberia, and then they see who turns on each other. You know what Big Brother is. And it was Alexei Navalny, and Caitlyn Jenner had gone over to do it this year, and um, sadly, Alexei Navalny died. Um, we're obviously joking. He was a, an opposition leader in Russia. We don't know what that means. There was... There doesn't seem to be a ton of opposition in Russia to Putin. I'm sure there is some. I'm sure there is some. Um, but Alexei Navalny was um, poisoned, they're saying. And his widow, Julia, is that her name? Yeah, it's Julia. Julia? His widow, Julia, is saying, I'm going to continue his uh, work. And our country is... Uh, beside ourselves with this. This is, um, cannot go unpunished. This, this, uh, type of treatment of a political, you know what I mean? Of a political prisoner cannot go unpunished. This is something that the United States would never do. You know, we would never engage in this. We would never punish somebody for leaking uncomfortable things about the government. This is just something we don't do. People say to me all the time, they're like, they're like, you know, this moral equivalence, like, you know, it's couldn't feel like Barry Weiss the other day, who I know listens to this, uh, on her uh, outlet, the free press, that blog she runs. Um, she came over to my house once and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you can afford this. It's like, Barry, I don't have a blog. You know what I mean? Like, I love her, but what are we are, like? Uh, um, so Barry Weiss, they're all over there being like, it's getting confusing. And Sam Harris, all these guys are, they're all like, there's some moral confusion out there. People don't know who the good guys and the bad guys are. And we gotta, we gotta make sure everybody knows who the good guys and the bad. So I'm not confused at all, at all. I know that we, the United States, government would never ever 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 prosecute or persecute anyone who leaked uncomfortable information about things that we've done because that's what Navalny was doing you know he was uh, talking about corruption in Russia and you know, he's flying drones over the houses of people like Dmitry Medvedev, Med, Medvedev, Med, I don't know how to. But he was showing all the oligarchs and all their mansions and Putin's palace and 
Dmitry Medvedev, Medvedev's palace. And he was going out and saying, look, look at all these people that are charged with running the state. And yet they are corrupt and they have enriched themselves with your money and they've built all of these palaces. And that's what he did. And he would fly drones and... You know, people uh, in America, we, we, we have that is called selling sunset. We do that too. It's a reality show. We think it's good. We think it's great. We think it's good. We, we, we are in, we enjoy that every week. And he was doing that in Russia and the American uh, government is very upset that he was punished for that, which is, you know, he's a ballsy guy and it was very sad. Um, and we would never, we would not do this at all to anyone. We would never do this. We have to say that. Barry's right. Sam Harris is right. They're all right. They are right. We would never, ever hold, make sure, a, 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 there would never be a guy stuck in an embassy for years and then transferred to a, a maximum security prison. There would never, it would never happen in this country. Not in this, not in my country. Oh, say can. Never, it would never would happen. There would never be a guy stuck in an embassy where the police were sitting right outside if he even opened the door to get a breath of fresh air and somehow stumbled out. Um, there would never be a guy who was uh, denied um, a safe passage to an airport. There would never, ever, 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 ever be a guy who is transferred to a high maximum security prison where the six guests to his wedding were denied entry into the prison. There would never be that. Never. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. So I am horrified at the treatment of Alexei Navalny. I am horrified at a government that would punish somebody for uh, leaking information about that government. And I'm very happy to live in a country where that has never, to my knowledge, happened. Not once. It's never even happened one time. Thank God, because that'd be awkward if that happened. That'd be real weird. That would be odd if that happened. But it is not. Thank God. Thank God it has not happened because it would be real weird to do that and then also be, be you know, like aghast at this murder of Alexei Navalny, which I'm, I, it's probably a murder. I don't know, but I imagine it's a murder. You know, I don't know what happened to that WikiFeet guy. Remember the guy who did WikiFeet? I forget. Remember the guy who published the foot pictures of, of John Podesta and Hillary Clinton? Remember that? Something happened to him, the guy. He was a journalist and he got information from this um, this um, uh, uh, military, I forget what rank, uh, uh, Chelsea Manning. I forget what rank Chelsea Manning was in the military. Probably not high. High enough. Um, was it private? Well, Chelsea Manning gave the guy who ran WikiFeet um, information, leaked information about things that the American government was doing in Iraq, the military. 
this included like targeting civilians from a helicopter. We like shooting civilians. We weren't supposed to be doing that in Iraq and Afghanistan. We weren't supposed to be shooting civilians from a helicopter. But, you know, that's sometimes the price of freedom is shooting civilians from helicopters. So Chelsea Manning gave uh, this guy uh, who led uh, the wiki feet uh, webpage some of this information. Some of the information that this wiki, uh, wiki leaks, we'll say the real name, um, some of this information that this guy leaked was not only American abuses, it was Guantanamo Bay. How many people had been abused, tortured, and killed at Guantanamo Bay? It was that Hillary Clinton had made $675,000 for a speech uh, that Goldman Sachs gave her where she said she wanted uh, open borders and she wanted free trade and all of the things that she was saying in her campaign she didn't want. Um, they also leaked Vault 7 from the CIA, which said that the CIA was focused on remote hacking of cars and smartphones, Michael Hastings, among, uh, among other things. They also talked about this Pied Piper strategy the Clinton campaign was doing where they were using their contacts in the media to elevate the more extremist Republican candidates. So it made Hillary seem more moderate by comparison. Um this was all stuff that came out and and Julian Assange has been, of course, uh, for the last, I believe, 10 years, probably more. He's been destroyed mentally and physically in front of our eyes and nobody really talks about it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You will see more posts about uh, Lexi Navalny in the last 48 hours than you will see about Julian Assange. And this guy, they're reviving the Espionage Act to charge him with. And they, they thought about pursuing this during Obama's term. They didn't, even though Obama was very tough uh, uh, towards whistleblowers. During Trump's term, they got the Democrats ravenous because uh, the WikiLeaks um, cables were cited as one of the reasons that Hillary Clinton lost the election. So now the Democrats are like, get them. So now you have the Republicans and the Democrats reviving a hundred year old. Nobody's been charged with the Espionage Act in over a hundred years. And he's been held in a high security prison in Southeast London since 2019. Before that, he was at the Ecuadorian embassy. So the guy has been in solitary. His health has deteriorated uh, members of his family that have seen him, his wife, uh, Chris Hedges, a journalist who's friends with him. They've all basically said that you can see him being killed in front of uh, everybody. You can see him being killed. Um, but again, what happened to Navalny is is bad. This is, un it's unforgivable, to be honest. What happened to Alexei Navalny is unforgivable, and someone must pay for that. For that one, someone must pay uh, for what has happened to Navalny. Someone must pay because uh, you know that's that's the one that offends me. I'm offended by that. Uh, Julian Assange, you know, hey, he got what's coming to him. He got what's coming. 
But this Navalny was a freedom fighter. Julian Assange was just leaking things the government didn't want you to know. But Navalny was a freedom fighter. He was fighting for freedom, for the freedom of Russia, which as an American is the most important thing to me, is the freedom of Russia. So anyone who's fighting for the freedom of Russia, to me, automatically, is in my mind, is a hero. And, uh, you know, I mean, anybody leaking what the CIA does is a problem. So I'm just happy to live in a country where there's moral clarity. Barry, Sam Harris, others, thank God. Thank you for the moral clarity. I completely understand why Alexei Navalny was a heroic freedom fighter whose death is a complete tragedy and why Julian Assange was a rabble rouser whose continued public torture and imprisonment is par for the course and doesn't really warrant mentioning. We appreciate, I get it now. I was, I didn't get it, but now I get it. Now I understand. Now I understand. So let's, uh, you know, and I'm not saying what happened to Navalny was good. Clearly, you know, I get it. He was bucking uh, the system. He was fighting city hall as they say. And, you know, the last thing you want is a drone flying over your house and then it's on YouTube. You know? What these scumbags at the Rob Report just did to me. I'm selling my house. In Cal- Can I have the people at the Rob Report sent to the Polar Wolf prison? Because does, do I get any privacy or no? Do I get privacy? The price of my home is four nine nine five. I'm, it's not five million, Rob Report. And I'll tell you right now, folks, get invest in California now. Now is the time. It's on the up. California is on the up. It's on the up. The weather is great. The people are fun. The business it's built on is strong. Every indicator is that you're going to not regret. You will not regret a sizable multi-million dollar investment in Los Angeles right now. Let me be your guide. Come on in. Come on in. What about Julia Navalny? Why not let's get her in the house? Does Julia, Julia, Julia Navalny want to live in the house? We'll put her in the house. But if you do want to buy the house, buy the house. It's Los Angeles, folks. Nothing better. I'm just not spending a lot of time there, you know, because of everything, all of the reasons. But you'll like it. The good news is I'm selling it because it's too good. The political leaders are too smart. The weather is too good. I'm too happy. So I, I'm giving it to you. Very fair price. What I bought... It four plus what I put into it. Very fair. One of the greatest views in the world. In LA, top 50 views in LA without question. And it's right by a nice, um, nice big mudslide that happened, which is nice. So you can only get to the house one way now because the, <laughs> the road is taken out. Mulholland Drive, they took it out with a mudslide. But that's kind of fun. A lot, and because here's the thing with the mudslides, they're pretty. They are pretty. The rocks and the mud and the earth is pretty. There's something beautiful about it because we don't slow down enough in our day. 
And I think to, to really be grateful and to be present, there's something about f- stopping your car. Make that bigger. There's something about stopping your car just to be present in this moment and to just take a deep breath and to, you know what I mean? Because we're part of the earth. There's all kinds of people that have talked about this. <laughs> but we are. We're part of the earth. So when you take a moment to just to be the dirt, to be the mud, it's beautiful. Don't take that way to the house. But, um, you know, I, listen, I love it. I have so many friends there, uh, and I wish them so much um, peace, uh, love, and enlightenment on their journey. On their journey. And I think it's time to for, because you know what they say uh, is that, uh, you know, a sucker is born every day. And, you know, that that's what we need. We need a sucker. We need a sucker here. We need a real sucker. We need a sucker. We need a sucker. We need someone to come in uh, who goes, I want to be part of this city of angels, city of lights. Beautiful view. It's a beautiful view. You look out at everything as it all, as it all happens. It's beautiful. So that's my, uh, uh, you know, if you want to buy the house, go buy it. It's not going to sell probably, and I'll still have to keep it for years and years and years. But maybe not. Maybe someone will get in in while the getting's good. Get in while the getting's good. The film industry might be over, but fuck it. You create a new film industry. It's on you now. So you buy my house, endless possibilities, starting from zero. You build the city. You build the state. That's right. It's a fixer-upper. Not the house. California. The house is fine. The house is beautiful. It's the state of California that you will have to take a hammer to to defend yourself um, from the people. But no, we've the car's only been robbed a few times. It's good. It's fun. They do it late at night. It's on the ring camera. They don't bother you. They don't wake you up and say, hey, I'm taking the camera out of the luggage in the back seat. They do it very quietly. And there, here's what's good about the people who rob the car outside of my home. They don't even seem like they want to do it. They're conflicted. Like you can see them kind of conflicted about it as they do it. They don't seem like they're professionals. They seem like they're amateurs, which is more fun to watch on the ring cam. They're kind of like trepidatious a little bit. But if you don't mind mudslides, uh, atmospheric rain, amateur thieves stealing from your car, <laughs> the total uh, moral and cultural collapse of a city, it has an amazing view. Because the view is all the little jack-in-the-boxes where people stand outside stabbing each other. They all light up in the valley, and you can smoke marijuana. And look, at I imagine if you buy it, you smoke marijuana, you're a degenerate or something, and you get high, and you stare at all the lights that are created by the gas stations and the jack-in-the-boxes and the El Pollo Locos. You know, and all the things that make up the valley view of Los Angeles and the, you know, porn mansions where they used to have orgies and now it's a bunch of, you know, TikTokers jumping on a trampoline or whatever the hell they're doing. But what a beautiful view. It's a stunning view. And I'm telling you right now, LA is a stock that is low. This is a low stock. Okay? Get in now.
Get in now. Yeah, look at that. No, that's not the, yeah, that's the Valley View. You get a view that's kind of like that, and the lights twinkle at night. You don't even have to be high. I mean, if you buy the house, you probably are, but you don't even have to be high to really enjoy the view. If you get injured by a person, place, or thing, you deserve to get paid. Truly, if you are laying there and you've just been injured, I want the first thing you to think about. The first thing you think about, I want it to be money. I want it to be getting even, getting what's yours, getting what's rightfully yours, getting them before they get you. That's what life's about. If you're in an accident, not calling a lawyer means you could be leaving money on the table. Again, when you are in an accident, the first thing I want you to think about is a table with money on it. You're leaving the room. Instead of doubling back and going, wait a minute, was there money on that table? Oh, yeah, there is. Let me grab some with my broken hand. Let me grab that money. When you're seriously hurt, your injury could be worth millions. Did you hear me, permanent limp? If you're ever injured, you could check out Morgan and Morgan. They're America's largest injury law firm. They have 100 offices nationwide and more than 1,000 lawyers. With over $20 billion recovered for over 500 clients, Morgan & Morgan has a proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is so easy. If you are ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. That's big. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash Tim or dial pound law pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com slash Tim or pound law pound 529 from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. Everybody right now is doing factor meals. They have all kinds of different dietary options. They have keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie. This is, everybody is so busy right now. You want fast, nutritious meals. Factor is the perfect solution. If you want an upscale dining option that's very fast, done easily. Two-minute meals fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday, bites, more. Here's the thing. It's flexible. Get them as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. You need the flexibility. Do you understand? I dealt with a meal delivery service in California who did not let me be flexible. Okay? And we had to end the relationship. Okay? They are, this is nationwide. There's flexibility. I wanted flexibility with my meal service. Sometimes I would want the meals delivered to the house. Sometimes I would see the person coming and I would hit them with my car. I would attack them. I'd chase them down the street. What I'm saying is that flexibility is key. It's key. It's key. It's so key. Sometimes I would say, thank you for the meals. Other times I'd, I'd have pit bulls and go, get them. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. We all love Factor. I love it. We all use it. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash TimD50. Do it. Do it now. Factormeals.com, TimD50. Use code TimD50 to get 50% off. That's TimD50 at Factor. 
20% off. Are you nuts? Do this now. They're being incredibly generous with you. Fatty Bunbatis. Care about yourself. Do it right now. Fatty Bunbatis. Friendship recessions. Americans have stopped hanging out. This is a big problem. Um, socializing rates have plummeted more than 50%. For all age demographics, people just don't want to be around each other anymore. They'd rather be online. Uh, and uh, this teen depression is skyrocketing. That's what they're saying. Teen depression is completely skyrocketing. Teens are upset. They are depressed because they're all on the internet and they're getting instant feedback all the time about themselves. It's a tough age to get that kind of feedback. Is it? It's difficult. You're, it's peak insecurity when you're a teenager. You're supposed to go away. You're supposed to have a small group of friends and they're, you know, information is supposed to be filtered. You're not supposed to know everything that everybody thinks about you. But a lot of people are, are, are bullying teens. A lot of it's, and some of them are adults. Remember that mother who was bullying her daughter? That was a real thing. A mother was bullying her daughter with a fake name to like toughen her up. There was a mother who was, yeah, mother facing charges after allegedly cyberbullying her own daughter. But this is what parents are going to have to do. If you want your kids to be tough enough to withstand the bullying, you kind of have to start. You have to rough them up. You know, I mean, you have to really bludgeon them online. Yeah, this woman just went on there and just shredded her daughter every day. She used software to hide her location and use several numbers and area codes. Yeah, and she would just, she would say, oh, it's your classmates. They're the ones that think you're a dumb whore. And she would just go and and fuck her daughter up every day. And now she's going to jail. But maybe, maybe she was mother of the year. Maybe she was mother of the year because maybe she understood that if her daughter is not ready to handle the onslaught of, of comments about her daughter that her daughter was not going to be able to survive. Kendra Lakari of Mount Pleasant, Michigan, face, faces five charges, including stalking a minor and obstruction of justice. She was going on there every day and just serving her daughter. Realness. Total realness. And now she's going to jail. Torturing her daughter pushing her daughter to the edge of suicide every day, the same way that we teach Navy SEALs how to drown. You know we do that, right? We teach them how to literally get water in their lungs like they're dying. So maybe teen depression is skyrocketing because they cannot handle what is being said about them on the internet. Maybe they are not able to handle it 
they don't have a thick skin, maybe the first thing you do when you get your kid a phone, when do people get phones now? Middle school. What, 11? Sixth grade, yeah, 10, 11, 12. The first thing you do when you get your, your son or daughter a phone is literally text them from another number, what's up, faggot? <laughs> That's the first thing you do. That literally is the first thing you do. You're a fat piece of shit. You're never going to get laid. Go at their head. So Derek Thompson writes an article here for what, The Atlantic? It looks like The Atlantic. Yeah. Why Americans suddenly stopped hanging out. Why did this happen, Derek? Tell us why it happened. In its earliest decades, the United States was celebrated for its citizens' extroversion. Americans weren't just setting out to build new churches and new cities. Their associations were, as de Tocqueville wrote, of a thousand different types. Religious, moral, serious, futile, very general, very limited, immensely large, and very minute. Americans seemed adept at forming social groups, political associations, labor unions, local memberships, da-da-da-da-da. Something's changed in the past few decades. American dyna, dynami, dyna, dynamism declined. Americans moved less from place to place. They stopped showing up at their churches and temples. In the 1990s, the sociologist Robert Putnam recognized America's social metabolism was slowing down in the book Bowling Alone. We've talked about it millions of times. Well... Well, this is what, you know, here's the deal. And people hate Trump. He brought back, like, okay, QAnon's not great, but those are people hanging out. Literally. <laughs> no, they're hanging out. They're hanging out. They're hanging out. People need a shared purpose. They need something to do. People, you can't just hang out with nothing to do if you're not, like, using drugs. Adults need something to do. So it I, it doesn't have to be QAnon, but that was like a very engrossing thing for many people that really got into it and were like solving puzzles. There were tons of QAnon meetups. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, everyone's lonely. And then when everyone gets together, you can't put them in jail either you can it can't that's what you can do it you can't have it both if people are getting together outside of let's say the capital you can't just say oh look at all these people they're a violent mob you know people hang out then they become a violent mob well what is it are they alone or are they a violent mob because if people want to hang out they're, they need something to do. QAnon gave them something to do. It went to people that were bored. These motherfuckers were bored. They were working it like a car wash. And they said, do you know that the government has tunnels under Central Park? They're fucking kids. They're eating their, they're, they're drinking adrenochrome from their, the gland in their neck. And that's what keeps the people in the government living forever. And, and everyone's like, wait a minute, what? They were like, you know, checking out some guy, guys buying an air freshener and their friends letting them know this. Going, and they're fucking drinking their blood. And you go, hold on, hold on. Yeah, okay, thank you, making change. And then they go, we're going to go talk about this this weekend. I'm going to a meetup. You want to come? And then automatically you're kind of sold. You're like, yeah. And they go, yeah. And all these celebrities are in on it. 
and a lot of them are body doubles. They've been they've been dead, but they they're back. They're body doubles, and JFK Jr.'s not dead. He's coming back, and he's going to kill these. They're going to kill all of these people. They're the Clintons and the Obamas and the Bushes. Ever they're all going to Guantanamo Bay. They're going to jail. And they're there now. They're actually there now awaiting trial. And then people were like, well, this this sounds crazy. And then they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of us are going, getting together. This weekend, there's a couple of guys we watch on YouTube and they've made some shirts. <laughs> and they got a couple of trailers, a couple of caravans. We're just going out to a public park. You know, a couple of us have tickets. Uh, Tim Dillon's doing a show over there and we're going <laughs> to... Go see him and, um, you know, but, but Tim Dillon has a diverse audience. That's what they would say. They would say that. They would go, but it won't only be people like us. There'll be a lot of people there. They go, really? Yeah. Oh, it'll be all kinds. And, and they would say that. They specify that. And then they would, and they would say, come, why don't we go hang out? We'll go hang out in the field. And we got merch and people have pins. And it's all about this shadow war that's going on. Uh, between different factions of the American intelligence community. Now, automatically, it, all of this sounds great. You're freeing kids. It's a shadow war. It's like, you don't have to do much. It's like the Hunger Games or Narnia or Lord of the Rings. It's any of the fantasy movies. But you don't have to do much. You just got to hang out with some cool cats. And they're going to tell you, they go, we're, we're going to go through the Rothschilds and... Everything. We're going we're gonna to go deep through the whole thing. We're going to tell you about the entire thing. And they're like, okay. They were not lonely. The people that got deep into QAnon, deep into it, were not lonely at all. So the, the problem is the, 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 because whatever is going to get people hanging out again, it's going to start online. It's going to start online. No one's just going to hang out. I mean, that's weird. If it doesn't start online, what would it even be? Would you just live next to people that you like? I'm, okay, but what are the chances? What are the chances you're living next to someone you like? So no matter what, what gets you out of your house going to start on the internet. Hey, we're all doing this Saturday. You want to come? All right. Sounds cool. So QAnon had its negs. I get it, but a lot of people made a lot of lasting friendships through the QAnon movement. There were a lot of lasting friendships through that movement. They didn't, you know? And so what, one might reasonably ask, aloneness is not loneliness. Not only that, one might point out the texture of aloneness has changed. Solitude is less solitary than ever. With all the calling, texting, emailing, work, chatting, DMing, posting, we are producing unprecedented terabytes of interpersonal communication. But for Americans in the 2020, solitude, anxiety, and dissatisfaction. By the way, the same people who wrote this article were all guaranteed for, they were all like, let's lock everything down and you can't go anywhere unless you take 19 vaccines. And then they're like, why is everyone lonely? <laughs> Why did everyone become lonely? It's so weird that teenage depression's gone up. Why is that? I don't know. Was it because they had to have a drive-through prom? 
<clears throat> is that why teenage depression's gone up? Because they had to do a fucking birthday party where their friends would drive by their house and honk? Is that why teenage depression's gone up? I don't know. You took two or three of the prime years of their lives and destroyed them? You know? Listen to this. I love this. 2023 NBC pollster said, we have never before seen this level of sustained pessimism in the 30 plus year history of the poll. I do think every social crisis in the U.S. could be helped somewhat if people spend a little more time with other people and a little less time gazing into digital content that's designed to make them anxious and despondent about the world. Americans have collectively submitted to a national experiment to deprive ourselves of camaraderie in the world of flesh and steel, choosing instead to grow the time we spend by ourselves gazing into screens wherein actors and influencers often engage in the very acts of physical proximity that we deny ourselves. None of these influencers actually do anything real, by the way. Most of them aren't. They're simulating, but n none of it's actually real. They're just doing it for the thing that you're watching. So don't think that. Don't think they're all having great lives and you're just sitting at home. Their lives are, are equally as lonely. They're just monetizing their fake interactions for you. But they're not like, they're not like, oh, wow, it's an amazing... There's people all the time. I, I, you know, I always look at people and I go, this person's probably a lonely person, you know? And we all fight that. And, but we have to find things that we can all do together that, that are productive and, and helpful. And that, you know, and those aren't like, obvious they're not obvious what to do with a bunch of people that you don't know you know all the things that people do together right now are crazy it's crazy it's like furry conventions and neo-nazi rallies every time people gather it's a nightmare it's a vice documentary <laughs> every time there's more than 30 people in one place outside of the super bowl Every time there's more than 30 individuals in one place, it's a national news story and it's never about something good, ever. I'm sorry, but it's true. They just tried to open a diaper spa in New Hampshire where people would gather who are into diaper fetishes. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if we should be out there like that. Maybe people don't need to be out there like that. I gotta be honest. It might be okay. This world that we're all fighting might be good. The one of Netflix and press the button and the burrito comes. That might be good. Every time people go out, it's grown adults with wizard hats on and they're trying to fuck animals. I'm telling you, it just might not, it might not be it. I mean, I just read a story about a, a woman who uh, she was fucking her dog and the husband's filming it. I mean, this is socializing. This is socializing. I don't know. You know, you go out and if there are groups gathered, it's either skinheads or 45-year-old or, or virgins at Disney World. I don't know what's going on, but here's what I'm telling you. This life that everybody is telling you to fear, the pod life, the lonely life, 
the press the button and the thing comes to you life. The life of very few, if any, actual friends. The, the, the life of only digital communities. It, I'm telling you right now, it may be preferable to the diaper convention and the clan rally and the furry uh, or the fat convention. Did you see the fat convention they had? It's just a bunch of fat people being fat. And there was like fat designers and like people that design different types of neck pillows so that people that can't, you know, their neck is like they try to do something with their neck on the plane. It's like a bigger neck pillow. Fat con. So this is fat con. This is socializing. People, it's, it's not, it's always going to be kind of embarrassing. This is hanging out. This is the thing that everybody wants to do is hang out. Stay in. I say more internet, not less. More. More internet. More internet. Not less. Leave it online. Leave it online. I, I I want people chanting, I have no friends and that's too much. I have no friends and that's too much. Get them, I'm telling you, every time people in the real world leave their homes, it's a nightmare for everyone. It's a nightmare. It becomes fodder for this show. People are like, yeah, that's, no one's hanging out anymore. Everybody's lonely. It's like, okay, and then there's like a Harry Potter bar crawl for a a 40-year-old divorcee's. They should not, they should be in their homes alone, masturbating and dying. Why in God's name are they on the street? Just 43-year-old woman who's been uh, divorced twice or her last husband tried to kill her. She's dressed up like Hermione and she's going through the streets of Baltimore in a bar crawl. Hey, shut it down. Go in your house. Get in your house now. Yes or yes, get in now. No, 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 no. You don't have, you don't get friends. You don't get friends. None of the people out there in desperate need of friends are going to do anything good with the friends, by the way. You have no idea what they'll do. The embarrassing activities that are being engaged in by people on a daily basis. It's crazy. We did a high school reunion at my fucking house. And I had to pay three grand to a a girl who I called fat. (laughs) This is what the, this is the price of having friends. Do you understand? This is the price and the burden of having friends. I had to pay $3,000 to a a girl I called fat. I said uh, to fix her teeth, but instead she got her eyebrows tattooed (laughs) with the money. That's what I had to do. Because I tried to socially, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Stay in. You know what's nice? DoorDash. They don't even pay me anymore. And let me tell you why it's nice. They don't even pay me, these people. But why it's nice, and someone clipped this and sent it to them. The person who sends the DoorDash, who who brings it and leaves it outside of your door, they take a photo of it and they send you the photo of the bag on the floor outside of your door because I do no contact. I don't want, you know, what are we doing here? Just leave it outside. That is enough of a friendship for most people. It's enough of a friendship for most people 
the bag of empanadas lying on the floor of the apartment is fine. Just a photo of that. By the way, has any guy called you when they don't have the thing you want at DoorDash? You can have a little back and forth with the person. Hey, he go, hello, DoorDash. I go, yeah. They go, it's Nahave Gillette. Nahave Gillette. I go, all right. Well, they, do they have the Nivea sensitive skin? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, hold on, hold on. That's enough. That's enough. That's it now. The discussion with the DoorDash guy about the shaving cream, that's it now. I'm sorry. Yes. I, yes, friendship looked better in a John Hughes movie. That's not what this is anymore. That's not what it is. The last time friendship looked really good, it was rent and everyone had AIDS. <laughs> That's what looked good. Everyone had AIDS. Remember that show Rent? Where every, literally every song was like, I have AIDS and you have AIDS. Fuck me with your AIDS. That was the song. <laughs> I can't give you AIDS, it doesn't matter, because we all have AIDS, and we're friends, because we have AIDS. That was the last time friendship in this country seemed remotely appealing, and it was tranny heroin addicts with AIDS. That, it felt good. It was like, I get it. What is friendship now? You go to a pro-Israel rally and jump around? I don't get it. I don't know what AIDS is or friendship. <laughs> I'm tired, but I'm tired. I looked at a house today. This fat little penguin man was leading me around. Eight, wanted $8 million for a real dump. I said, buddy, what are you nuts? This fat little penguin man walked around. He's like, I'm like, what's the guy doing? He goes, he's getting out of New York. I go, why? Is he dodging taxes? He's going to Florida? He goes, no, 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 no. He's not dodging anything. He's everywhere. I go, all right, you're... You're a, you have a horrible poker face. You have a horrible poker face. What is this looks maxing? People are getting upset at this. Why? Why? So what? It's uh, the teens are like drastically altering their appearance to sort of like good. appear as good as they can look. Good. So what? Show me a looks max person. Show me someone who's looks maxed their looks. This kid right here. What is so? What is that? Is that not the way he looks? I guess he's done a lot of like the jaw exercises and. Okay, uh, you know what, folks, get off people's dick, <laughs> and let them do what they want. I want children getting plastic surgery in this country. I want young children getting plastic surgery in this country, because I want them to have every advantage. I, I'm get off people's dick. Let them do what they want. I want somebody to bring a four-year-old into a party and have that four-year-old have, like, you can already tell they've had work done and go, good, good, good. Start them off right. I see people all the time with these fucked up noses and I go, get it, to get, get it done. <laughs> white maxing, which involves using creams to present as more white. Well, that one I don't like. Edge maxing, which is described as withholding climaxing in order to boost testosterone and improve appearance, starve maxing, diets, bone smashing. I like this, which involves using hammers to break bones in the face to look more masculine. Okay. Inevitably, 
Human beings are going to get so angry that they don't look like the things on the computer. They're going to take hammers to themselves. There's nothing we can do about it. Truly. So make plastic surgery safe, legal, and, 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 and it should be for everyone. There should be a doctor who comes into schools and, and, and works on the kids. Because otherwise they're going to do it themselves. If you do not make plastic surgery cheap and easy for children, they're going to do it themselves with, with things they find around the house. Let them see a doctor. Let them get a consultation. Yeah, so what's wrong with that? He looks better in the, in the you know, he's doing well. Also, for some people, it's like puberty too, you know? Like they just lose the baby fat in the face. Here's, here's the thing. Everybody's judging everybody else, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it because to me... Um, I mean, here's here's the way I feel about this. You have to use every advantage you have in, in life, and you should get every advantage that if you can, if you can afford it, get plastic surgery. You know, everyone's upset about everything, but you know what I say? I say get plastic surgery for your children. Get plastic surgery for your children. Isn't it interesting? And I like Tiffany Haddish. And I don't want to get I don't want to get in trouble here. I like Tiffany Addish. Can I say that? She they're putting her out as like the top Jew? Isn't this interesting? So d- does everyone remember the woman I had on my show, Noah Tishby? If you go to Tishby's Instagram, Tiffany Haddish is traveling with her to Israel. They're they're putting Tiffany Haddish out as like the top Jew, which is interesting. I mean, God bless. I'm, hey, I'm for it. Yeah, watch this. Let's watch this here with a little volume. I'm I'm just good for her. Last forever. <laughs> ever and ever. Hi, I'm here behind the scenes with uh, Tiffany Haddish. Hi. Hello, Doc. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and I was shocked at what did Tiffany ask to have backstage? Pickles. Kosher pickles. Kosher pickles. Which is shocking. First of all, I love pickles as well. But also, let's just have a quick chat about the pickles. The whole thing about mm. pickles, it's a very Jewish food, right? Yes. Um, and one of the things is that the Jews didn't have money throughout history, so we had to preserve things um, and use whatever we could, and we didn't have, there's no money for, like, fresh food, so we start When do you think they told Tiffany Haddish she was Jewish? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Can someone tell me I'm Jewish? Can someone... Are you under there? (laughs) Where are they? Are they over here? When... Who told Tiffany Haddish she was Jewish and when? When did she get picked to be Jewish? There's no way. What is going on? Tiffany Haddish kind of looks confused like, ah. Ask Tiffany Haddish like three Jewish questions. Ask me a Jewish question. I'm, I'm like Irish Catholic. I know very little about my own religion. Ask me just a plain Jewish, Jewish question. How many days of Hanukkah are there? 
Eight. I got that one. What about another one that's a little harder? You probably don't even know them to ask me. What do they spin during the holidays? Oh, dreidel. These are the easiest ones. You're too dumb to ask anything. <laughs> the point is, like, if you asked her, like, what's sukkot or something? Like a real question. Like, what? You know what I mean? I'd go, what? I have no idea. Let's play the rest of this. Pickle. And I'm happy for her. That's, not, that's what this segment's about, being happy for her. My mom used to say pickles are good for your skin. They make your skin beautiful. I love that. And she used to have the pickles and put a, a noun later or a Jolly Rancher in the middle. <laughs> then I got hit to the packs of Kool-Aid, the little packs of Kool-Aid, and you dip the pickle in there. No you way. You dip it in the powder, in the, in the Kool-Aid powder, you, and eat it. Oh, that's so not Jewish. That's not Jewish. You dip the pickle in the Kool-Aid powder? This is not... They did not give... This is not the right script. She is on the wrong script. Get her out of there. Get, get him out of there. That is not... That's not... You know what Tishby's like, what? She's like, you take the pickle and you dip it in the Kool-Aid powder. No, Tishby's like, wait, 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 what? That's what Hamas does. ExpressVPN, everybody right now, are you Navalny? Do you know why Navalny died? Because he didn't use ExpressVPN. It's an app that sends 100% of your traffic through their encrypted server, so your eclectic tastes in ahem cinema, Pornhub music, ha, 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 ha. So here's the, here's the reality. Some of you people are watching porn. You don't want anyone to know, but here's most of my fans are the opposition. And much like Asandra Navalny, you listening to the show are super important and historic. Okay. And you need a VPN. It's not just because you're whacking it. It's because you're an important historic opposition figure. Or you can use it to watch whatever Netflix Canada has. Just get it. We're all using it. Everyone I know has one. All the cool kids. All the cool cats have Express VPN. It works on all your devices. I can use it on my phone, TV, computer, whatever. I can watch whatever I want. Everything from Netflix to OnlyFans without the whole world knowing it. I love ExpressVPN so much, I even got them to give you an incredible deal. If you use my special link, expressvpn.com slash Tim Dillon, you'll get three extra months completely free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Tim Dillon. This is a great way to support the show. To help support the podcast, get three extra months of ExpressVPN absolutely free. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Have you bought tickets to Royal Albert Hall yet? Because you should be. If you don't, you're an idiot. I hope that, uh, I hope that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Harry comes. Prince Harry, I hope he comes. I hope well, I hope we get some royals. Can we get Beatrice? Some of the, or Princess Eugenie? I want someone. Can we get one of them? Because they're going to like some of the stuff I got. 
Yeah, they're going to like what I got. How about Prince Andrew? Can he come? Get him in. I guarantee you he's got one of those seats. There's definitely a seat for Prince Andrew. Bring him in. I'll tell him when he comes in, I'll go, don't worry, I'll say cancel culture has no home here. You come on in, <laughs> you big pedophile who doesn't sweat. Apparently he does not. So people are actually liking the migrant uh, people moving in with them now. I, I, I was looking at that article. Apparently people are saying, hey, this is kind of good that we had some of these migrants come in because actually we need help in our homes. And th this woman is happy about this. So by the way, if that's the case, if you can find a, a, a nice family from, it's like the show Mr. Belvedere. Remember Mr. Belvedere? He was a British butler and he went and lived with a family. Get the trailer up or the opening sequence to Mr. Belvedere, the opening sequence, because I think this is, this article is basically telling us this is what the migrant crisis is, essentially. This is the migrant crisis right now. Let's watch. He's a migrant, by the way. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? He's a migrant. jacket as you came through the door. No one And he's going to Pittsburgh. Sometimes things get turned around. There he is. No one spared. All hands look out below. There's a change in the status quo. Gonna need all the help that we can get. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. We just might live the good life yet. There he is. So it can work. It can work. We have a blueprint for it. It's Mr. Belvedere, the migrant crisis uh, blueprint. If you want to see how it can work, Let's see if that's what we got here. Now things are looking much brighter as they've been welcomed into Lisa Hillenbrand's Brookline apartment. Tu niña es muy alegre ahora. Sí, muy alegre. Cuando se levanta en la mañana, se dice, ay, Lisa. She says her daughter is very happy. When she wakes up in the morning, she says, hi, Lisa, and everyone starts It's great, smiling. by the way, because it's great that we can make white women lazier, which is what <laughs> apparently the migrant crisis is, is to make white women do less. It's a delight. And it's really fun Of course it's a delight. Them. What I realized is there's so I do so little as is. Now I do nothing. She goes, I do so little as is in my household. I now do absolutely nothing refugees mostly because people don't know them lisa says she feels like she has her own personal chef as Wildande loves cooking oh Wildande loves that cooking in fact her goal is to open up her own restaurant that's gonna happen that's the way it worked in america the couple has their work permits and they've been taking english classes they're open to work anywhere to save money for their future. In the meantime, they're enjoying their time with Lisa, their new friend for life. 
and their daughter's new grandmother. They are hardworking, they want to learn, they want to be successful, and I feel great helping, and I get to understand the refugee crisis from the inside. Lisa says she's so impressed by the number of people she's met right here at Brookline Town Hall meetings who've been stepping up and hosting families. She's hopeful more will do the same in the coming days and weeks. In Brookline, Erin Logan, NBC10 Boston. All right, the need for more migrant shelters in Massachusetts is something we've been following really closely. Well, I'm I'm happy for Lisa. Anything anything that can get Lisa back onto that couch where she belongs, and we like that Lisa has some um uh let's can we call them indentured servants? We don't want to use the other word, but we like that Lisa has some indentured servants that can help her in Brookline, Massachusetts because God forbid she has to saute uh, anything herself. It's nice to watch these two people work for you. And then you can share your home with them as long as they do. At, hold on. Hold on. I'm thinking about the historical precedent for this. You let people live on your property, but they have to do every single thing that you want. And they're kind of afraid of you. And they're from Haiti, and you're a white lady from Boston. Huh. This sounds interesting. It feels like something. I can't quite put my, you know, I can't put my finger on exactly what it feels like. People come from Haiti or another country. They live in your house on your property, and they do everything that you say, and they kind of fear you because you could kick them out or worse, report them or whatever. Interesting. I don't know what the term for that is, but I'm sure it'll come to me. TimDillComedy.com for all our tickets to live shows. Um, we will be everywhere, uh, you know, and then um, we're re- we released this late this week to to really uh, have the European tour get the full marketing bath it deserves. Frankly, I'll be in Schaumburg, Illinois uh, this weekend. Uh, it's pretty much all sold out, but there are some tickets. Dania Beach, we're doing some clubs, having a little fun, but then we got some theaters coming up in Florida. Obviously, our UK run. Tour is coming to an end the next couple of months. Um, buy my house in LA. It's a good, it's a good deal. <laughs> it's a good deal. LA is on the up. Everybody knows it. Everybody feels it. Everyone sees it. LA's best days are ahead of it. You know, if you doubt that, just I'm telling you, it is what it is. So go watch the Oscars from 1997. Get revved up before you come see the house. Good night.